Well, how are you guys going to cope without him? Pretty easily, I reckon. <laughs> Pretty easily. We'll see. Oh, I'm, Don't gonna, I'm taking his place. Yeah. Welcome to Born to Watch. We're three old mates, an ex-video shop owner, an industry insider, and a black belt in 80s kung fu movies put their mastery to the test on movies that change the world. Hi there fellow watchers, it's that time of the week again and we are live from the panic room for my favourite time of the week, Born to Watch. After last week's Whitey and team, or Matt and team, we're reverting back to Born to Watch. It caused a bit of friction within the uh, trio last week, so we're moving on. I enjoyed it while it lasted. <laughs> my name is Whitey and I'm the host. And with me, live, we've got a trio in the studio. Is my loyal number two, never leaves. Gow, how are you, mate? Really good, ready to be back for another exciting episode, Avatar this week. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Yeah. And yeah, no morgues this week. He's he's off uh, out out in the field doing his thing. He's editor at large. He's in the field trying to drum up some stories and maybe bring some interviews back for us. Isn't he trying to get into the academy over there? Didn't he? That's part of it. He's he's actually stopping in tomorrow at uh, Graceland. Yeah, he's hoping to play the part of uh, of of Elvis in an upcoming musical. Yeah. Well, good luck with that, Morgs. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I'm excited because tonight. We've got another special guest back here in the well, studio. We do. Look, he and was so good two weeks ago that we really couldn't help but get him back. Damo Giles, welcome back. Thanks. Back by unpopular demand. And it's good to be here to take the place of morgues. But for me, yeah, it's been a big week on the land. I've got to do my <laughs> I've got to do my morgues bit. So I've had two big things this week that's happened. One, I've been scouting for some local locations. I'm looking to start a Victoria Point branch of the Yoda Club. So I'm looking for a tree that's going to, you know, make it easy to um, do our Yoda voices. Yep. And I'm also looking for a, something near a dog park, just in case. That would help. Get some new members. Well, you know, we can do the initiation ceremony straight away. So that, and my other big thing was I finished reading and I spent five months reading it, Moby Dick. Saw that. Wow. Five that, months. It's, it is a um, really difficult book to read. And I'll just give you a, just a couple of things please think um jack sparrow who talks like shakespeare combine that with rex hunt's fishing combine that with science textbooks and then combine that with godzilla that's the book okay so wow. yeah quite eclectic oh man it's but a classic uh, considered one of the all-time great works of english literature and yeah. old jake in major league read the uh the cartoon or the the comic book so that he could get in the pants of Rene Russo. <laughs> oh, quick, quick, quick's quaffing. <laughs> so it's a born to watch, uh, it's another born to watch alum. Buddy Jake Taylor, doesn't surprise me. Ah, oh, mate, he was very good. Bad knees. Bad knees. <laughs> yeah. he, did, he did have the bad knees. Yeah, it was the Mexican girls. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, but uh, good to have you back, Damo. I mean, an actual triple threat in the studio. Karaoke champion, Whoa. summer yeah. bay actor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Extra. Let's, and, yeah. And, and dancer. Yeah, oh, triple. That's, that's it. He's a, he's a big he's, three. He's the first true triple threat. Mm. Well, I would go as far as say he's he's got more than that because he's actually well known as a sportsman, Damo. And we played a lot of footy with him, but I don't know if anyone knows, but Australian rugby's had some highlights over the years. <laughs> George Regan's tackle on Jeff Wilson. Yep. We won a couple of World Cups. Yep. 
but Damo has scored the most famous try in Australian rugby history. Really? Yep. The 1996 fourth grade grand final. Wow. Took down Sydney Uni of all teams. Yep. What a try that was. Well, I, I can't quite remember it because it was 11am in the morning and I was the drunkest man in Australia. <laughs> well, you were. You you were on the sidelines yeah. there. Yeah. Was was on the with Morgs too. Yeah, with with Morgs, yeah. yeah. Me and Dan, we, uh, we, we definitely were in our – we were both in our hats. Yeah. Actually, it was very early, 1996, a very early iteration of the of the hat. Yep. It was a good day. And was, um, an even better night. Well, yeah, oh, awesome night. Yeah. And, but you don't win many grand finals, too. No, like, that's I, right. I, don't, I think I only won like two in my life, and that was one of them. Yeah, that was one, one was in of like the year two. three. Yep. So yeah. it's good. Yeah. No, it was a good day. But yeah, we've, um, you know, our rugby together with Damon, we've had a few travels. Oh, we've, we've tra- done a lot of stuff together. We've, we've got a lot of adventures. It's, yeah. it's, it's incredible when, when you think back and see. Uh, yeah. Yeah, how much time we spent together? It's scary. Yeah, no, we've yeah, been, just we've been to Oberon together. Kayama, uh, Kayama. Have you traveling? Tra- have I don't, you I don't done this on purpose. <laughs> have you? Have I you thought you liked traveling stories without <laughs> you in them. Oh no, that, no, that's right. I remember you went to Parramatta. That you played at Parramatta that time. Yeah, so right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to do this, you know. We don't need. Well, to I do thought this. you liked it. Gal said, "Yeah." No, so what let's I was talk actually look, stories. What I was actually looking forward to was having a week off without any of this shit travel shit. Because I'm sure when Morks gets back, he's going to be, you know, enlightening us with his amazing travels on the back of a hog that he's dinking with some uh, with some bloke. He's on the back. Oh, like Wes um, from Mad Max Two with yes, the um, yeah. he is. the arseless chaps. He is, yes. he's, he's wearing his arseless chaps. Yeah, he's, he's the, the blonde he's the front, girl. Oh, he's, he's the blonde, the blonde girl. Yeah. He's, the, he's the one at the back. He's the one back. Anyway, let's get on track. Look, tonight we're doing a special movie, and special for many reasons. Like it was a passion project of a born to watch favorite director. A movie that quite literally took 20 years to make and took us to a place that nobody could have imagined. Well, of course, apart from James Cameron. We venture into hypersleep, travel to Pandora to experience Avatar, the movie that made 3D movies cool again and immersed us in a world that will shit you out whole if you're not paying attention. The reason we are covering Avatar is because it is re-released at the moment in the cinemas. Avatar 2 is coming in December, December 14. I took my daughter to see it on Sunday, the first 3D movie she's seen. She is eight. I knew that it hit the mark when I sideways glanced at her and she was reaching at the screen trying cool. to touch stuff on the screen. That was quite a good moment for us. Yep. She loved it. She really did. So, And I must say, it's 4K Master, re-release, in 3D, in VMAX. It was pretty epic. It, was a, it felt exactly the same as it did when I saw it in 2009. It was really, really cool. You saw it straight away when it came out? First day. First day? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I, I I, was right. Well, James Cameron, I'm going to see in, I think, early. I saw it first day. Didn't see it in 3D because I was anti-3D. What? Right. And then about four days later, I went and saw it in 3D and was like, why the hell didn't I go and see it in 3D? Yep. And then I took Luke to see it. Uh, Luke was three, <laughs> nearly four. I took him to see Avatar. Yeah. It was kind of a cartoony sort of thing. Lots Definitely. of colours. Isabel yeah. was shitting her pants in the movie. She actually said to me, I'm really scared, Dad. And I said, oh, are you okay? She goes, no, but I love it. Oh, okay, cool. So, no, it was very, very good. Look, does anyone care about Avatar anymore? That's the question. That's one of the questions we're going to answer tonight, I think. It's been 13 years since the original was released. It's a long time between drinks when it comes to a sequel that was booked in very soon after the release of the original movie. In fact, there were two movies essentially commissioned straight after Avatar, which has now turned to four, so there'll be five in total. 
Well, to be fair, it took him that long to get the first one out. I mean, he was writing it in the 90s and yeah. it came out in 2009. Yeah, absolutely. In saying that, it topped the box office in the US last week, took $30 million, the re-release. Oh, wow. Right. And it crushed it. it no, nothing came close to it. So I, I think we're going to be – well, I don't think we'll be surprised how well Avatar 2 does. At the end of Avatar, there's some uh, credits and then there's a five-minute scene from Avatar, Avatar 2 where the uh, it must be Jake Sully's son – is in the water with the whale, and it's oh, that yeah. whole scene that you see in the trailer. Yeah. Oh, it's in the trailer. Is it's it? a, well, a little, a little bit in the trailer, yeah. but there's this whole scene, five minutes where he's communicating with this whale in the water. It's pretty amazing. It's going to be pretty special. I think it'll be uh, December 14. Marketing the diaries. I think we might do a, we might do an instant reaction podcast for that. If you're up for it, yeah. Yeah, I'm certainly up for it. Yeah, yeah. We always a hard one. To, always a hard one to do Wars though, because do we it. can't give anything away in the movie. So. Yeah, but we did it for we did it for Maverick. We can yeah. do it again. Yeah, why not? We can do it again. We might be able to co- coax our uh, northern neighbour from Vicky Point <laughs> if we give him enough time. That's right. Look, at this time of the podcast, we usually give ourselves a slap on the back, and I have a little message from someone we haven't heard from for a while. The colour purple. Oh right. Look, she's she's actually she loves morgues. She does now. Well, it, this is this has got a lot to is do. It, with is it still on between them? Oh, uh, it. Uh, it's it's all one way street at the moment. It's a one way street. It's at the all moment. her. It's all her. But look, he's playing hard to get. He is. It's what he does. Bastard. But he did say that he'll be, he did say that he'll be on the Gold Coast shortly, and I might just take him in to meet the purple. <laughs> Who knows what could happen? Sparks might oh, fly. Cupid. Sparks might fly. <laughs> yeah. But she messaged today, one oh three. You guys singing "Take a Chance on Me" highlight of my day. Oh. Dan's comment: "I'm woke as fuck." Made up for him giving it four and a half stars. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Then, then she continues. Banging app. Can't wait for next week. I'm definitely rewatching Avatar. Also, fuck Dan and his bike riding holiday overseas. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. A cards on the table now, Morgs. Not, not finished. Oh, geez. another message. And I think I swear as much as you lot. I'm okay with it. I'm <laughs> guessing we're worried about someone's kids listening. Well, fuck the kids. <laughs> Uh, we love yeah, your nice, purple. Nice work, Purple. Yeah, we love purple. She's OG. She's asking for a uh, Born to Watch get together, which we're going to try and organise something later in the year. Get something here on the Gold Coast. Oh, for, for, like for, a fan day. Yeah, like a fan day. Just do a live event. So we're, that's in the works. Well, that Stay could be tuned. a big. That could be a big event. Shit, I'll, a big event. Yeah, yeah, we're look, book we're, a broom closet or something. Yeah, you know. <laughs> it must be. It would want to be a big broom closet. <laughs> be huge. We could it's book Harry out the Pop. panic room. We could book out the power panic room. We could. We could. Hi- we could have the whole panic room. We'd have to have the air conditioning very low, though. Yeah. You've got a bit of a hum going, Gal. Oh, please. <laughs> okay, Gal, take it away. Tell us about the movie. All right. On the lush alien world of Pandora live the Na'vi, being who appear primitive but are highly evolved. Because the planet's environment is poisonous, human-Na'vi hybrids, called avatars, must link to human minds to allow for free movement on Pandora. Jake Sully, a paralysed former Marine, becomes mobile again through one such avatar and falls in love with a Na'vi woman. As a bond with her grows, he is drawn into a battle for survival of her world. Uh, that, was a, that was a good synopsis, Gow. One of the better ones. It hits the mark. We've had a few that have been a little bit off-brand of late, but that's a good one. I don't, I don't tell them what they put on their covers. Now, I'm telling you what, guys. Settle in, because we're about to play the trailer, and this is the longest trailer in history. Three and a half minutes. So, either bump ahead 7.30s on your... Uh, podcast app or settle in and listen that was quick maths to the adventures see 
of Jake Sully. He had to do that beforehand. I'm killing your tip. Right. Wait till he gets his calculator. Later. That's scripted. That part was scripted. <laughs> anyway, here's the trailer. You Jake Sully? I'd like to talk to you about a fresh start on a new world. You'd be making a difference. I became a Marine for the hardship. I told myself I can pass any test a man can pass. All I ever wanted was a single thing worth fighting for. Ladies and gentlemen, you are not in Kansas anymore. You are on Pandora. You should see your faces. We have an indigenous population called the Navi. They are very hard to kill. This is why we're here. Because this little gray rock sells for 20 million a kilo. Their village happens to be resting on the richest deposit and they need to relocate. Those savages are threatening our whole operation. We're on the brink of war and you're supposed to be finding a diplomatic solution. The concept is to drive these remotely controlled bodies called avatars. They're grown from human DNA mixed with DNA of the natives. Marine in an avatar body. That's a potent mix. You get me what I need, I'll see to it you get your legs back. Your real legs. Hell yeah, sir. Looks like you. This is your avatar. Just relax and let your mind go blank. It shouldn't be hard for you. I want you to gain their trust. You should not be here. Go back. All this is your fault. I need your help. I said one of the longest trailers in cinema history, and uh, it's almost as long as the movie. Almost, almost. And we may look at shortening some trailers up in the future, as my esteemed colleague has suggested. I'd love to hear what you've got to say on that. Let us know on uh, on the social channels, on uh, Instagram or on Facebook. Anyway, let's talk about how this movie rates. And we are on a bit of a roll here with the movies. Not that we really know what it, again what any of this means, but on IMDb, this is a seven point eight out of ten. That seems low. 
I think compared to some I, of the eights yeah, we've had. Yeah, but I, I and we're going to get to this, but I think that the movie's a technological wonder, but the story ain't. No, it's not. Right. So I think just under eight's pretty fair for this. Damo, you're an industry insider. You must know about the. Rotten Tomato ratings. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, as much as Morgs knows. How many, milks- <laughs> how many milkshake straws does it take? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't blow bubbles, mate. Who's Don't. blowing the bubbles? Yeah. Okay, so again, but this is certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Is it certified 80, fresh? Yeah, 82%. <laughs> You're a fuckwit. And it's also got an 82% audience score. Gail's a little cheeky tonight. He is. Gail's a little cheeky tonight. So look, it's... I think that's about right. I think you can't argue with these ratings. 7.8 to 8.2, I think, is about right. So they've sort of nailed it there. Now, Gow, stop being cheeky. Take us through the cast. All right, here we go. Sam Worthington. Good Aussie boy. Yeah. Actually born Actually born in England. Really? But, uh, yeah, came out here when he was good young. Good English boy. Yeah, yeah good English boy. We've no, came out, came out here super young, but, but was born actually in England. He's like Russell Crowe. Yes. Um, got his start on JAG. Oh. In 2000, as Dunsmore played a guy called Dunsmore on an episode Catherine of Jag. Bell. Catherine Bell is one of the top yeah. 10 best looking TV women in the history of television. Yep. Okay, there we go. Yeah. Then he hit his straps. Water rats. 2000. <laughs> Blue healers. Oh, these are all gout. These are all gout. Yeah, loved it. I reckon Water Rats has gotten a run about five times yeah. on Born to Watch. Of course it does. Yeah. Kills it. Mate, he's in Bootmen in 2000 with Adam Garcia. Okay. Uh, Love My Way, and a good Aussie series. He yep. played Howard Light in that Claudia series. Carvan. And Asher Ketty, yeah. And then 2007 into Rogue. That's a good movie, man. Cracking cracking movie. It's a good, it's, good crocodile movie. Yeah. It's just so far-fetched, but it doesn't, I'll tell you it what, doesn't sh- quite I'll tell you, jump. I'll tell you who loves that. Kai Nixon. Really? Yeah. yeah. Elise Nixon. Kai but they Nixon. love the crocodiles, it's, yeah. It's a, it's a mother-son movie match in heaven. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, it is. I I watched it. I really liked it, even though yeah, you know, there's a point in that where they cozy up into the sharks, uh, into the oh, crocodile's the cave. Yeah. But well, you know. Anyway, then Terminator Salvation. That's a bad movie. Take your word for it. Yeah. Avatar in 2009, then Clash of the Titans. Yeah. Regional's better. Harry yeah. Hamlin. Yeah, Harry Burgess Hamlin. Burgess Meredith. Oh, my God. Was Burgess like 1980 or 79? Oh, it was too, that's right. Oh, yeah. really. I, I, it was a go-to when I was young. Yeah, a go-to. But was also in Wrath of the Titans later on in 2012. Yeah. Was in the movie Last Night with Kira Knightley and Eva Mendes. Paper Planes. Good Aussie That's movie. That's a good movie. Yeah, have you seen Paper Planes? No. Damo, come on. No, nah, haven't seen Rogue. Haven't seen that. Well, you have to look on Plex. Haven't seen Water Rats. Oh, can you ever watch Water Rats? No, God, no. Well, it's, it's, it, no, I can understand <laughs> that one because it's competition, right? Oh, it's yeah. Some well, avail nothing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, look, after that, in Everest... With Josh Brolin, Jake Gyllenhaal, yeah. and Hacksaw Ridge in 2016. Married to Lara Bingle. Where the yes. bloody hell are you? Yeah. Uh, he was a finalist to play James Bond in Casino Royale before Daniel Craig got it. Jeez. Which yeah. could have been a massive sliding door for him, it being cast been. into into more he, than one role. He's no George Lazenby. <laughs> no. Well, there can, no, well, can only be one. There's only one good Aussie. There can only be one. But uh, was cast in Avatar after Jake Gyllenhaal and Matt Damon both turned it down. Incredible. Incredible. And there is a story behind Matt Damon, which we can... I'm sure we'll get to it. We can talk about later and listen to this. Sure. But what apparently... A, apparently, what a tease, Gal. What a tease. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. It's, it's a good story. Yeah. It's like you're back at the Jet Club on a Thursday night. <laughs> Dollar drinks. <laughs> Just teasing. But uh, apparently uh, Arnie was looked at for this role by James Cameron. <laughs> well, but, what? Uh, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. oh yeah. is this from the other week? Yes. Yeah, he was going to play uh, Animal uh, Mother. He was going to play. Yeah, <laughs> he was going to play Colonel uh, Quitridge, Apparently, yeah, yeah. yeah. Arnie was looked for that. He's also looked for the part of uh, Jake Sully and Natiri. Wow. Yeah, he's very versatile, Arnie. Very incredible. Very. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah. Anyway, next up is Zoe Soldana. Gorgeous. Yeah. Started, got her first role in Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, uh, she's one of the pirates. Yeah, in The Curse of the Black Pearl in 2003. Yeah. Only a small role. Yeah, a small role, yeah. But uh, that was the first. Then into Terminal, she was Dolores Torres with Tom Hanks. Uh, Death at a Funeral with Martin Lawrence and James uh, Marsden. That's the, so the, there's the original uh, English one. Yes, 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 yes. And yes. then there was another one which made all black actors. Okay. Yep. Yes, the American one. Yeah. But Star Trek Into Darkness, Guardians of the Galaxy, obviously that's when she... Yeah. Gamora. Really hit it. Yeah, and then Gamora and into that, into she Avengers loves, Infinity she loves Wars, coloured skin. Endgame. She loves coloured skin. Right, she loves a bit of green skin, loves mm. a bit of blue skin. Yeah. She don't care. Yeah. Uh, have you seen The Adam Project? In, in yeah, I have with uh, Chris um, Pratt. So Yeah, she's yeah. in that. She's only out this year. I haven't, yeah. I haven't seen yeah. it. Yeah, it's a Netflix. Okay. It's a Netflixer. But a quick fact on her, she's the first and to date only actress in history to star in three films that have made more than $2 billion at the box office. Wow. Being Avatar on obviously Avengers Infinity War and Avengers Endgame. Wow. Mm, okay. There you go. And her films have grossed more than $11 billion worldwide. She's no Samuel L. Jackson, but she's doing pretty it's well. It's pretty crazy, yeah, though, yeah. to be in those Plus movies. Plus, she's also got Curse of the Black Pearl, which would be over a billion as well. Yeah. Well, probably, yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. She was supposed to recur in, in she's the in next c- movie, and then they, they cut her out of it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, next is Sigourney Weaver. Love a bit of Sigourney. Yeah. One of the worst runners in cinema history. How bad. She actually jogs. I actually was watching this last night. She jogs in this movie. She doesn't get to a full run though. As, so Ava- as the Avatar or as no, Grace? No, no, no. No, as Grace. She's jogging. <laughs> she's jogging alongside when they're going, when they're trying to get to the to the ship, when they're getting, when they get oh, busted right. out. right. Yeah, yeah. She's jogging alongside. Yeah. yeah. Terrible in Aliens. Terrible. Terrible runner. Ter- terrible runner. Terrible runner. Almost ruins the movie. Takes it from being a 10 to a 9.8. That's harsh. It is. It's very harsh. She's in a couple of early TV shows and then in one movie called Mad Man in 1978, but then she was cast in Alien as obviously Ripley in 1979. Yeah, great movie. Then in Eyewitness, 1981. The Year of Living Dangerously. That's with Mel Gibson. Mm-hmm. Yes, with Mel Gibson. Uh, and then Ghostbusters, 84. Massive movie for One of her. my all-time favourites. Yeah. Yep. Coming um, soon on Born to Watch Ghostbusters. It's got to be we'll in the next there. half a dozen, I reckon. We'll get there. Love it. But then Aliens, 86, Gorillas in the Mist, which was 88. Diane uh, Fossey. Diane Fossey. Working Girl, 88 as well. Melanie Griffith. Yeah. Uh, that won awards too, I think, Working Girl. Yeah. I'm memory. not a fan. It gets massive reviews. I, but I can't. I, I, I would have watched it in 88. I don't think I've I'm not a big fan since. of Melanie Griffith, to be honest. I find her voice to be quite annoying. Has she done much since that? No, like, not really. She, no. Was, she was big for about five minutes in yeah. the 80s and then yeah. nothing. She married Antonio Banderas? Yeah, she did, yeah. yeah and that uh, was, uh, Don Johnson too, was yeah. it? Oh, was, oh, that's right. Yeah. That was early on, yeah. yeah. And it's not, it's it's Ante- Antonio Banderas. Wow. Yeah, sorry. He's from Barcelona. Hey, yeah. Impressive. So worldly. Thank you. Yeah. I've never been to Spain. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, other um, movies, she was in Dave. She was in Copycat, 95. Yeah, Harry Connick Jr. Harry Connick Jr. Alien Resurrection, The Village in 2004. Yeah, M. Night. Obviously, Avatar, The Cabin in the Woods. That's not a bad movie, The Cabin mm. in the Woods, a horror. It's got um, Chris Hemsworth in it. It's actually Yeah, I haven't good. seen it. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. yeah, it's worth a watch. And she was in Ghostbusters in 2016, but played a different character. 
Really? Yeah, she played oh, Dr. the old Rebecca, female one, Rebecca Gorin. Yeah, yeah. I've, uh, I've, I've erased to see. I haven't that. seen it, but yeah, I've erased it from my mind. I've seen it probably three times, but it's terrible. Yeah, but here you go. Her salary for Alien Resurrection in '97 was more than the entire cost of Alien in 1979. Yeah, wow. So it's on a small budget, obviously. She was considered for the role of Alex Forrest in Your Favorite Whitey Fatal Attraction, one of your favorite solo movies. Oh, that was uh, that was uh, the. The start of my journey to uh, manhood. Yep. 12 years of age. Every boy has to, you know, it's, it was the Go to the cinema alone. Do you know what it was? It was the equivalent of the of the Spartan children having to fight the wolf. Oh, Being right. Being to see Fatal Attraction. Yeah, yeah. It was it, it, equivalent to um, eating the white dog shit too for the Oda <laughs> Club. Yeah. It's just part of the rite of passage. Absolutely. Those, yeah, that poor yeah. one kid. I can't wait to start hazing some of these kids up at Vicky Point. <laughs> Wait till I find the tree first. It's an important part. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so that was the first time she'd been in a James Cameron movie since Aliens. Um, and he didn't want to cast her. Yeah. Because he thought it was a safe choice for her being the botanist. And Jodie Foster and Jamie Lee Curtis were considered for the role. Because obviously he'd, he'd had her in roles before that. Yep. I tell you what, Jamie Lee Curtis would have looked all right as a, as a Na'vi. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. But same thing, we're getting into Stephen Lang now. Yeah. As Quaritch? Quaritch. Quaritch. Quaritch, Quaritch yeah. But uh, Michael Beam was considered for that role. Yeah, well, right? he was. Because he, did, he didn't want it to seem he, like He didn't want to do the aliens thing again, yeah. so he didn't get that role. That but, would um, make sense then. Should, yeah. should, I, should I jump ahead of something while you're I talking? I know what you're about to say. Ike Clanton? Yep. One Degree of Kurt Russell. I was waiting for your song. Yeah. No, well, Where's I, your ding, 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 ding nah, song? No, well, I, I, look, it'll come when it's needed. This one was too easy. Yeah, that was... Yeah. Uh, can I just say something too? That's um, what you're here for. Uh, he was in, um, Stephen Lang was in a show called Terra Nova. Right. That yeah. was produced at Movie World up here in Queensland. Yeah. So I'm starting to think, because I, I supplied raw materials for their set. Um, we supplied these big cores. So think about a toilet roll, but it's about two me- three metres long, big heavy duty toilet rolls that were used to build the sets, like the homes in Terra Nova. Okay. So if you watch the show, I can see my cores there all through the place. Wow. So I'm thinking, I'm four degrees of Kurt Russell. <laughs> you are. You are. Because you are. I've spoken to the procurement people who speak to the set designers who were probably, oh, sorry, this is there's, there is a missing link there somewhere, but there is definitely um, a fourth or fifth me to Kurt Russell. There, there's a, I'll tell you what it is. It's a long fucking bow. <laughs> Well, I'm going with it. Run with it, though. I'm happy with it. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I, I I think I'm probably four or five. The scary thing is, mate, is that Kurt Russell's probably sitting around at a table He's playing it right now. going. That you bike. know, I actually think I'm five degrees of Damo Giles. <laughs> you know, if I was a fl- if you were a fly on the wall there right now, it'd be saying exactly Goldie. what he's saying. It'd be like Goldie. <laughs> there was this guy that supplied Stephen Lang with these cores. <laughs> yep. That's right. <laughs> Terra Nova, and it lasted one one uh, season. So yeah, Stephen Lang started off as Freddie Lowndes in Manhunter great, in '86. Great, great movie. The original uh, Hannibal Lecter, Brian that, Cox, yeah, uh, William Peterson. It's Red Dragon. The movie's actually Red. Right. It's from the book Red Dragon. Okay, it is, Michael Mann directed it. It is excellent. If you've not seen it, see Manhunter. Yeah, I don't. Is, I don't think I have. I can't remember. God, it's good. Okay, yeah, it. well, he was in. Um, he was in Gettysburg. Major General George Pickett in 93, then into Tombstone 93. Yeah. Did a fair bit of jobbing after that. Falls off the cliff. Yeah, went a bit, oh, bit he of did jobbing. The, he did the hard way. 
I love that one. movie. Michael, Michael J. James Fox Woods. and James, James Woods. Woods. That is a sensational movie. It's hilarious. Really? Bang, bang, Nick Lang. Yeah, it's okay. so good. Well done. Have you seen it? Uh, not no. For, not for a long, long time. I, don't, I, I, don't I still make my hot dogs at home. I call them frog dogs and I copy the way James Woods d- does it. So he gets the barn, he puts the, um, the, f- the hot dog bit in it, covers it with chips, covers it with um, it's, uh, mustard, covers it with sauce, all in one big thing, and we call it a frog dog, and it's delicious. What chips do you put on it? Oh, just hot chips. Like, oh, yeah, cook, cook the hot chips, stick that in the hot dog and put all the crap on it too. Nice. Mate, I'm coming up to your place for a frog dog. For a frog dog. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. It sounds like, sounds like an um, American Euros. <laughs> it is. It is, but uh, delicious. Frog dogs. Yeah, frog dogs. Bring it. A frog, a dog. Uh, that's what, they, you know. Yeah, right. I like it. We're on to Michelle Rodriguez. Now, really interesting with her, she it was her first movie. It was a movie called Girl Fight in 2000. Yeah, I remember it. I haven't seen that, but yeah. that was her first acting audition, and she got the role. She beat out 350 other actors to get that role. Her second audition was The Fast and the Furious in 2001, and she got that role. She Lottie? Is that yeah, Letty. 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 That's not a bad start to your career. Your first two auditions, mm. you picked up two movies. And There's one something of them, about her. Yeah. There's something about it. And one of them's a big, big franchise. Yeah. She's got some spunk. Yeah. Well, she's, she's kind of the same in, <laughs> in everything. That she's she's yeah, ass. Yeah. She is a one, she's a one-trick pony. Woman. Yeah. There's no doubt she's a one-trick pony. You're not going to see her in Romeo and Juliet. No. Yeah. No. Well, we haven't. What, she's been in Resident Evil, Blue Crush in 2002, SWAT. Oh, SWAT's, oh, SWAT's a guilty yeah. pleasure. Colin Farrell, Jeremy Renner. Na, 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 na. Greg Harville's favourite. Swatcock. Swatcock. But yeah, so into she was in Lost. She was Anna Lucia yeah. Cortez in Lost for Jeez, a few I love years. Lost. Love Lost. Yeah, I think she's in the second series of that. And then she was in Machete. Machete. Oh, I like it. Look at you go, girl. <laughs> I just knew I had to get it right. You've got to get it right. And and she was obviously in the follow-up, Machete Kills. Yes, she was. <laughs> uh, and obviously the Fast and Furious franchise. Yep. Uh, she was the original choice to be in Aeon Flux, which went to Charlize Theron. Charlize Theron, yeah. yeah. And she was also considered for the role of Christine in Crash, which went to Tandy Newton. Okay. One of the worst Best Picture winners in the history of the Academy. Yeah, I don't remember yeah. much about yeah. Crash. Don't I remember watching it. Uh, Giovanni Ribisi. Got his start as Curtis Johnson in a couple of episodes of Highway to Heaven. Oh, God. 85. Michael Landon. Yeah, Michael Landon. How old is that show? <laughs> wow. Didn't watch okay, it. Right. Can, is there a theme song? Uh, I don't know. Look, it was, to be honest, it's it's not really in my bag. I just knew it was Michael Landon. Yeah. I, he's a, he plays an angel. See, he was Little House on the Prairie, wasn't he? Yes. yes. Yeah, so yeah. that's and that's where I knew it. So he goes yeah. to Michael Landon plays heaven. an angel in the Highway to Heaven. Oh, he goes around right. and yeah. he's sort of He's like Kane from Kung Fu, yeah. but he's an angel just solving problems. Solving for people's people. problems. Yeah. Yeah. The equaliser. Yeah. <laughs> he's Edward Woodward. <laughs> but uh, yeah, then uh, then had a, a big uh, big role in uh, Simon and Simon. It's kid number one. Oh, yeah. oh that's you can relate. Yeah. You can relate. Kid number one. Yeah. But here's one. He was on a show. He had a recurring role as a guy named Travis with Gil Gerard oh. on Sidekicks. Oh, Do you remember Sidekicks? Yeah, the, 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 the little Asian kid? The little Asian kid that yeah. karate, yeah. Yes, I do remember Sidekicks. Yeah. How good was Gil Gerard? Buck Rogers. Yeah, Buck Rogers, yeah. yeah. Uh, the Wonder Years, recurring role in there. was in that thing you do. Saving Private Ryan, obviously, was his yeah. probably his biggest movie. Then The Mod Squad, Boiler Room. 
Which he's is good a good in boiler room. Yeah, he's, he's really good in boiler room. Yeah. Um, gone in 60 seconds. Lost in translation. Had a few recurring roles That's on Friends movie. after that. Yeah. Friends was brilliant. Where he was yeah. Phoebe's, Phoebe's brother. brother, Frank, Phoebe's brother yeah. Frank Buffet Jr. Frank Buffet Jr. Do you know the uh, Friends song? Oh, here we go. Who well, sings, no one 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 told who sings that? Um, the... Re- Rem- um, re- yep. I'm going to say, I'm gonna say Remarkables, but it's on. no. It's, it's, the, a, it's the artist, painter. Yep, yep. yep. Rembrandt. Yeah. Well done. Yeah, no Frank, Frank Buffet. told me I was going to be this way. <laughs> Job's a joke, yep. you broke. You love life's the old way. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, he was good because he liked to um, melt things. I, when I first <laughs> saw him, he, that, he liked to melt things and he didn't like things that wouldn't melt. Yeah. Like he was this such a he was weird, weird. Unit. He was weird. He and he was so he, brilliant. He married the old bird. Yes. He was with the old bird. Who was the mum out of... Um, Third Rock from the Sun or whatever? Oh, yeah, no, no. Um, no yeah, but he, that 70s yeah, show. That yeah. 70s show. That's yeah. It, yeah. He was hilarious. Yeah, he's good. But yeah, he was in Ted, obviously Avatar, Gangster Squad, and A Million Ways to Die in the West. Yeah. Now we get into CCH Pounder, Joel David Moore. Do we need to go further into no, the cast? I think the I think cast, once, once, we're, once we're moving out from that, it's, it's they're a all blue. Yeah. They're all blue. Yeah. But we can talk about your favourite director James and Cameron. writer. James yeah. Cameron. Love James Cameron. His first movie. First movie? Yeah. Of all time? What was his first movie? Piranha 2. Piranha 2. Yeah, and he got the called spawning. in late. He got called in late. Yeah, he called in with two weeks to go, didn't he? Yeah, well, the director pulled out. I'm not sure whether Joe Dante was directing the second one. He directed the first one, but he was he was on, he was like a set designer or he was in the production crew. He, he was something like that, yeah, a set and designer. And so they pulled him into the directing job and like, crushed it. I think he yeah, he came up with some ideas, didn't he? And then they were like, "You've got some really good ideas." Yeah. Someone came across him doing some stuff one day, and they just uh, what was his next movie? Up. Next movie was Terminator. Yeah. So you go from yeah, Piranha you go from to Piranha Two to one of the greatest sci-fi movies in the history. Three years later, groundbreaking. Yeah. But then here we go. So Terminator eighty four, Aliens eighty six, mm. The Abyss eighty nine, Terminator two ninety one, True Lies, Titanic, Avatar. <laughs> It's yeah. ridiculous. Like yeah. that is a huge <laughs> amount of movies, yeah. and and Ava- and Titanic was, I think, the number one box office number movie one box in the world, movie. and then and it got overtaken by Avatar. By Avatar, yeah. yeah. But and the most Academy Awards too, and oh, Titanic, like, yeah, he won eleven. I think yeah, he won eleven. Yeah. Right, first directed a film, both a hundred million dollar movie, which was Terminator Two in ninety one, and a two hundred million dollar movie in Titanic in ninety seven. Incredible. He's a, he's such and a visionary. And we'll get to some of the, we'll get to some of the stats like of the movie because it's you know, one of the highest grossing of for all sure. time. Yeah. But he actually wrote a screenplay for Spider Man in yeah. two thousand and two, and it got turned down because it was too violent. Yeah. And they take the piss out of him in Entourage about doing the Aquaman movie. He directs the Aquaman movie that. Um, yeah, he does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In Entourage, does he? In Entourage, yeah. 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 Yeah, so he's actually you know he's on Entourage. Well, he's I've on never entourage. watched Entourage, but I, oh, yeah, but he's on Entourage himself. Yeah, he's on Entourage himself. Yeah, he's, been, he's been on quite a few shows. Yeah, he, he does. A, you know what he is? He loves a cameo. Oh, he does love a cameo. Loves a cameo. Yeah. So there was a magazine article written in the eighties. I don't know if you come across this, but he had his desk set up at home at one stage, and at one desk he had the script to the Terminator, and another he was finishing Rambo. So he, wrote, Blood Part he, wrote, two. he wrote that. Yeah. Yep. And on the third he was writing Aliens. Yeah. Like, how ridiculous. At, at one stage, he's got three of those on his table. Oh, mate, he's so talented. Yeah. So talented. And he, and he, disco- and he rediscovered the Titanic. 
Yes. Like he went. He went he, down. He's he, gone down yeah. to like the the deepest part of the Mariana Trench. Yeah, mate, he's he he's done so many documentaries on location the scouting. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. He's like morgues. He is, except real. I don't, you know. <laughs> except legitimate, <laughs> and probably a good bloke. <laughs> All right, so we'll, we'll talk about the gross now. Yeah, Avatar grossed. To date, two point eight four seven billion dollars. Wow! Becoming the fastest film to grow seven hundred and fifty million within just thirty nine days, it surpassed Titanic as the highest grossing movie of all time within thirty nine days. It's crazy. Now, I know it took a long time in production and and obviously to get the CGI right and all yeah. of that, but wow, that's amazing! Uh, racked up one point eight six billion dollars in global sales, ticket sales in less than six weeks. So, two hundred thirty seven million dollar budget. You know the movies are good. That's a multiple cinema experience. Yeah. So people are going multiple times to see this movie in the cinema because it's really the only way to see it. You've so, really missed yeah. out if you haven't seen it in the cinema. Well, that's right. And I would suggest going and seeing the movie in the cinema while it's out in re-release. Oh, really I haven't I haven't seen it in the cinema. I didn't watch Mate, it. Take the kids. Take yeah. the kids. I didn't watch it when it first came out. I don't know when you saw it, Damo. No, in the cinema, 3D. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I didn't see it for a few years after no, it came out. So good. Yeah. But... Yeah, and it was it was the highest grossing movie of all time, I think, till Avengers Endgame. Till Avengers Endgame, yeah. yeah. But that's but adjusted for for inflation, inflation, Gone with the Wind was the biggest. Yeah, well, that's always going to be the be- the biggest, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. So they they that was adjusted at three billion. Yeah. Crazy. So just slightly ahead. Yeah. But a lot uh, of money. didn't a lot didn't of money. win a lot of awards. Won no. three awards. Yeah. All technical. All all visual yeah. and screenplay, and I think there's only been two of his movies that haven't won or have been nominated for. The visual and screenplay yeah. awards, but the Hurt Locker won everything in two thousand and nine. Yeah, best picture, best director, his ex-wife, Catherine ex-wife, Bigelow. Yeah, yeah. Best original screenplay, sound editing, mixing, film editing. It's a good movie, The Hurt Locker. I'm, yeah, yeah, it's a good movie. I'm, I'm not sure it's as good as what everyone thinks it is, but yeah, it's oh, pretty good. I, look, I thought it was a good movie. I don't, I don't think it was yeah that good, but no. Jeff Bridges won best actor for Crazy, Crazy Heart. Heart. Yeah, yeah The That's Blind it. Side was Sandra Bullock. Uh, Christoph Waltz won Best Supporting Actor, obviously. We've been through him, yeah. So. One of the greatest performances in the history of cinema. Yeah. But Avatar won Best Art Direction, Best Cinematography, and Best Visual Effects. And so it should have. Yeah. But it, looking at... So it's the first fully animated movie to win Best Cinematography. Yes. Yeah. First fully animated movie, yeah. yeah. But uh, Avatar, $2.86 billion. Harry Potter was in second place at... You got to guess? 600? $1.2 billion. Right in the middle, nine nine hundred twenty nine wow. million. Ice Age, Dawn of the Dinosaurs, Transformers, Revenge of the Fallen, away. Yeah. 2012, yeah. Up, The Twilight that Saga. That 2012, 2012 was just rubbish. But yeah, anyway, that's uh, that sort of shows you what movies were were sort of yeah for sure kicking around in two thousand nine. Yeah, it was a good year, two thousand nine. You and I would have been balls deep in a video shop, Damo. Just um, last the last year, sold yeah. it in two thousand nine. Yeah, I still had a few years to go. Probably should have got out in 2009, but held on. Yeah. But What's yeah. the movie you just put on over and over? What did you have on there? Oh, it was in at at uh, the video shop. At Avalon, yeah. Oh, mate. It was usually a Star Wars. Yeah, that's It was right. any number of Star Warses. <laughs> Jaws got a lot of runs. Uh, and it would depend on... On a Saturday night after sort of 8.30, it was just fill your boots with whatever you wanted. Yep. So it was... I watched a lot of movies in those eight years. A lot of <laughs> movies. A lot. Well, you're in a video shop. That's there's going to be a lot of much else to do. No, pay your late fees, <laughs> then get out so I can watch my movie. Pay me, yeah. Get out. Yeah, that's it. 
All right. Well, look, I, th- I think it's probably time for question time. I'd be interested to get your feedback on it. Uh, in a world, look, in a world starved of original material, which is what we are at the moment. Everything's a prequel, sequel, a reimagining. This is an original piece of material. Is Pandora and all its beauty enough to cover a run-of-the-mill story? What do you reckon, Damo? Yeah, look, I've wrote this down. One one description I heard from this movie, it was it should be called Dances with Fern Gully Pocahontas <laughs> Aliens While Saving Private Ryan from 9-11. There's bits of everything yeah, in this movie. There is. But, um, yeah, the, but visually... Uh, Does the story matter? Well, I, I, there's two types. This movie, whether you saw it, if you saw it in a in those visually immersive situations like an IMAX or a three D, the story didn't really matter because it just was so brilliant. Just being a, amongst that three D, the all the, the effects look so good, and the story, I don't know, it, it didn't really matter. But when you watch it on a normal screen or on your TV, well, you got to rely on the story. And I still think actually it still carries through. It's still not too bad. Actually, I, I don't mind the story, but it's been done before. Yeah, it's an age-old story. It's not a bad story, but it has. It's just been done and done and done. Gail, what are your thoughts? Oh, I think. Well, I think exactly that. It's look, the story's been done, but if you're going to watch that with all the effects, it's going to be amazing. And and everybody was really keen to watch that movie. The, um, the I, minute I, the minute they touched down in Pandora, and we can disregard the first five minutes where he's on the ship and there's a little bit of 3D there, but the minute they touched down the 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 gate opens. You can see the fumes of the of the ox of the different sort of atmosphere. Yeah, I'm in. I'm like, fuck. What's going on here? Right, and all those things walking around look like they're in out of aliens. The the hydraulic yep. soldiers. Well, I will say that the story is a bit age old, and you know, it, we, we've all seen that before. But the the performances are pretty good. I mean, it carries through. I was watching it last night, and thinking, wow, they've they've done really well. I thought some of the actors were really good in it. it, it the emotion they can convey out of that. Been, it can't have been easy, man. No, like Zoe Saldana, her whole performance is motion capture. Her whole performance. Not everyone is this. Like there are people that aren't that, but some mm. of them are full CGI. Not all of them. Her whole performance. It took two years to capture Gee. her performance. Right. It can't have been easy to make. No, of course it wasn't easy, yeah. but I, I still think some of those performances were pretty good. Yeah, I don't and disagree. They, you know, and I think watching it, you sort of going, it d- does tug on the heartstrings. They, they do a very good yeah. effort at the story. Yeah. When they bomb Home Tree and all that kind of yeah. stuff, that's, like, that's, that's emotional. Yeah. All right. Is this James Cameron's greatest achievement? Uh, yeah, I would say it is. It's not my favourite James Cameron, um, but... The world that he created, the flora, the fauna, that the the 3D technology, there was nothing like it. You were immersed in this world yeah. and the the whole thing was marketed that you had to go to the movies and see it. People tended to still wait for DVD or pirated things, but this was marketed and they were 100% correct to do it that way. You've got to go to the movies. You've got to watch it in 3, 3D and it was just so spectacular it was an awesome achievement to me though i still prefer aliens yeah i mean i just i know everyone from aliens i know drake and Spunkmeyer and hicks and hudson and you know all their names i don't really know the names of the people in um avatar no it is hard, it is hard i don't know their names apart from jake sully but yeah, yeah. but but it definitely i would say 100 percent. it is his greatest achievement yeah well i would say if you make a movie that grosses 2.8 billion it's going to be you know the 
the biggest thing you've ever done or the best thing you've ever done. But the fact that he spent so much time writing it and then he spent eight or nine years waiting for the technology to catch up well, to where the, he wanted it to be. Well, in the 90s, this was budgeted at $400 million. He couldn't get it financed, yeah. right? Because he had to do what George Lucas did and create the technology. Yeah. No one would finance it. But come the 2000s... Well, they, they had it. They but had it. So, yes, I think Aliens is a 10 times better movie, but... If you're talking achievement, then yeah, I, I 100% agree. Alien, I believe Aliens is James Cameron's best movie, hands down. It's actually yep. not even close, and that's saying something because T2 is amazing. Yep, I even really love True Lies. I've got a real soft spot for True Lies, but Aliens is just the best. Yeah, but this, it's Titanic's pretty fucking amazing. It's a good movie, right? I, I watched that with my with Isabel about six months ago. She was just transfixed. Could not turn away from the TV. It had her, right? She loves a bit of romance, but it just doesn't compare. Like what he has, what he made from scratch here, like it took him two years to develop the language. Like this is stuff from, this is like putting a seed in a terrarium and yeah. building an ecosystem from the ground up. And that's what he did. Yep. Blew me away. It, look, it is great. It, there's no doubt it's a good movie, and yep. there's no doubt we all believe that Aliens is a better movie. Yes. But and Titanic's a great movie, but it's a blockbuster. For you know, sure, it's got the blockbuster storyline. Yeah. Yep. Same as this, and it's got Billy Zane. Yep. He's a wanker. <laughs> he is. You'd like him though, wouldn't you, Damon? Oh wouldn't yeah, he's you? great. Yeah, you'd like Billy Zane. <laughs> like the baddies. You do like the baddies. Okay, so if given the choice, I like Duke Sully. Do you stay as an Avatar and live on Pandora? Look, if I was in Jake Sully's position, yes. Yeah. But are you, if you, are you asking for me? Yeah. I'm like it was me. It was look, like, look, I'm not saying. Look, obviously Jake Sully, he's a long lost cousin of Lieutenant Dan. He's going to take <laughs> yeah. the option. Uh, to no, definitely, definitely say that. Look, but depends on your circumstances. If you say had a family back at home, you know, well, in, you on Earth, a family man. Yeah, you probably wouldn't stay there. But but, yeah. but hang on a minute, you've gone six years out there. Yeah, I know they're probably all dead. Six years back. <laughs> yeah, who knows? You know, yeah, wow, yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of clapping from Jackson in that 12 years. It is, yeah. No, but if I was in Jake Sully's position with, with no legs and everything, and to live on that planet yeah. and cruise around like they do, it, it's it's great. Is it six years? Six, six years. Six, years, six yeah. years to get there. Oh, I thought it was three years and 36 months. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny, the... Um, funny girl. That's the convert. That's the BTW conversion scale. That's a whitey yeah. scale. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> it actually was both. It could be six years but or is three that, years. Is that why do you think the, 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 the new movie is... 12 years later because it took six years for them to get back and then six <laughs> yeah. years for them to go back again. Maybe. So it's like, oh, here they come now. Cause that, like, <laughs> that would be pretty good for him to say that. Yeah, I, yeah. he won't. The math but sort of adds up. It does. It'd be interesting, I'm interested to see what way they go with it. Whether the um, And there's actually a really good quote, which we'll get to in Quotables, that I've got there about that sort of situation with the humans and the Navi. But anyway, I agree. I'd stay. I don't give a fuck. I'm staying now, even with my family. <laughs> okay, I'm, so, I'm, I'm plugging into the Matrix and I'm gone. Well, they were saying that how, how bad Earth is during I love it, you, right? Megan. Yeah. I love you, Megan. It's all good. <laughs> but they were saying how bad it was on Earth, but you don't get much sense of it because he's in a he's in a bar in a town at the start get and gets no into sense a fight. In the extended, so you don't know. In the extended version, you see quite a bit. The first part goes for maybe 15 minutes when he actually gets bashed. All this kind of stuff happens. So you see what right. it's like. And it's it's not that bad. Looks yeah, like well Fox, it does. Looks like Fox Studios. Are you coming back? Well, how bad is it on Earth? Yeah. They're, say, they're trying to say that it's bad, but who knows how yeah. bad it was. Yeah. Certainly nice up there, but 
And who knows whether you know, uh, Quirich has got him his legs. Yeah. I don't think he has. Your real legs. I don't think he has. Certainly didn't have him in the end. Like, he, <laughs> he went off that pretty quick. He did. He did. All right. Well played, boys. Let's move into the good, the bad, the ugly. So we'll talk about the things that we think are good about the movie and what we think are bad. And if anything is downright ugly, well, we'll discover it here. Start with you, Gal. What do you got for the good? My good was, I mean, apart from we can go into the CGI and how, how awesome all that was, yeah. uh, but mine was, you know, Jake as a character, he's had an accident, he's he can't walk. And then when he first gets up there and gets into his avatar, you know, he's just jumping to get out of that bed and he's just walking outside and he hasn't even quite got... That's actually that's actually quite a good emotional beat, that. Yeah. When you can just see him, he's like... I want to walk. I want to. When he when you see him put his legs down and then wiggle his toes, you're like, yeah, right, you get it, yeah. definitely, yeah. But uh, I think that's yeah, and it's obviously symbolic of how bad his life and life is on Earth, and how free and beautiful and nice it is yes. up there in Pandora. So yeah, that that was my good in the movie. Yeah. Okay, Damo, what do you got? Um, I like Giovanni Ribisi. I or Batty. Yeah, he was. He was my favourite character in it. He everything he said made me laugh. His faces, everything. Um, he was just a, a dick, a golf putting dick. Yeah, and I, I thought he was um, really cool. But yeah, like the world itself though was was what was really good. The animals, the design of the animals, yeah. how yeah. they've there was a bit of a horse, or there was a bit of a panther, or or you know, or a hyena. So like. f- a funny little thing there is that every animal has six legs. Yeah, and right? big muscly legs. Yeah, like they're they're um yeah. So it's amazing. Awesome designs, did. and with the with the breathing, like like some of them had yeah. like gills, yeah. like the the air came in on their necks. I just love that design. I just thought whoever came up, apart from that one turkey thing that he shot, it had this sort of skinny le- neck looking Botox lipped sort of thing, and it's what he said his little prayer and oh um, uh, yes, I see you, I, I respect you, you. Yeah. I'm gonna Go prolong your pain. Yeah, that thing was just the only weird looking animal, mm. but um, they were brilliant. Yeah, you know they recycled. Most of the animal sounds from the T Rexes and the Raptors from yeah, Jurassic def- Park. Definitely, you could hear it when they were the the, the clicking from the Velociraptors. Yeah. Definitely, and and the, yeah, I think the Panther sounded like the T Rex. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, look, I've got obviously the world is incredible. We can't, and then the technology, we can't say too much about that. It's incredible. I really like the first scene when he's in the helicopter when he gets in the fight. He's separated when he's touching those. Pink things and they're like, whoop, whoop. yeah, yeah, they suck. And then down. it opens up, and there's the, the the animals in front of him. Oh, the big rhino thing, or the hippo, or whatever it is. I really like that scene and how that then leads into where he gets separated, he has to jump yep. into the waterfall, yep. and he's on his own at night. Yep. I think that whole, and then the next morning when he's he's obviously rescued by Natiri, and then just how, and the thought that goes into it that every step they take, it's white, it, like it glows, it lights up. It's just so, like, it, you get such a. You know what you're in for. I really like a movie that gives, that sort of gives you what you're up for, up front. Like you don't have to work too. But hard that's for what it. looks so good in 3D. Yeah, you were actually it was you were surrounded by these lights. Well, that 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 and part, those plants, that, that the white jellyfish things that come down and yeah, land yeah, on him that yeah. essentially say that he's the chosen one. Yeah. Uh, in the I recall in the cinema and it happened again. Yeah. I was waiting for that. That was when Isabel was trying to reach yep, them. Like, yep. you, you feel like you are surrounded by them. It's You're totally amazing. immersed yeah. in that world. Yeah. I also love the first Ikran flight. So when he has to climb yeah. up the, yeah. do the big, yep. you know, the, the, a bit, bit like me, uh, going to see Fatal Attraction, you know, climbing up the, the cliffs <laughs> and finding the Ikran, have to choose his Ikran and then flying. That That is incredible, that. Yeah. Um, it's so, like you jumping off the houseboat. <laughs> 
What's, it's like you, no, you mean in uh, in Thailand? Yeah. yeah, no, that was not one of my <laughs> finest moments. I'm not good from heights. No. I'm not very good from heights. I'm not sure how you'd have gone up there with the Ukraine. But. I wouldn't have made it up. Yeah. I would have fallen. Like <laughs> my arms, like he, they had to pull themselves up a lot. Oh, the arms wouldn't have made it. They just flicked up that hill, didn't they? They just got oh, they're so strong. parkour ex- yeah. experts. Yeah, definitely. Like, well, they're park- ten feet tall. <laughs> they, yeah. They well, could you imagine Na- Navi parkour? Like everyone oh. is a genius. Yeah, definitely. But with that Ukraine, I, I will just touch on because I've I've flown one. I f- I flew uh, my mountain banshee. So you I have. I went to um to Disney World to Animal Kingdom. This is three years ago, and they've got this whole world set up as Pandora. Like it's got floating mountains. It's got the flora. Is all blue and green and whatever, but you, but you go on the ride and you basically fly the Ikran, and you sit on it. It's kind of like a kind of like a motorbike, and you put the three D glasses on, and it's like this giant IMAX screen right in front of your face, and you f- you can feel the Ikran. It's breathing in in between your legs. It's sort of breathing. It's like this animal, and you take off on this thing and you launch directly straight down the cliff like they do in the movie, and you are literally travelling at like what feels like about one hundred and fifty k's an hour with this whole world around you and you sort of then then you start sort of gliding around you fly towards the ocean you feel the spray of the um sea it is the most spectacular ride it is the greatest ride pretty much the best ride i've ever been on best disney ride by far and but that whole area when you leave it to at night everything glows exactly like pandora so this whole precinct it's huge it's it's lit up. It's all fluorescent greens and pinks and purples and wow. And the footpaths all glow like it's just you literally feel like you're in Pandora. It's so good. And I it's, look, it's um, it's not like real easy just to go to Disney World and go on that ride. But if you ever get that opportunity, if you're lucky enough, uh, be be wary though. I've how long did you line up for? Well, we we did we got there early at six a.m. and did rope drop. This is what the uh, locals know. So that as soon as the ropes opened, we ran and we got straight on the ride. I went on it again later. It took me two hours, but I've seen the line for four hours because you got it on your app. Right. What the line times are, yeah. and it was four hours. And How like, can you wait for four hours? I know. To go on a ride? I was about an hour and a half into mine when I felt like hanging a slash, yeah. Yeah. and I was like, oh, I'll just hang on now because there's not there's not a place to do a pit stop in this yeah. ride. Um, but the ride, the line itself, you know, they have the big a tank like with the with the Navi in it, like the big blue, yeah. like in the water tank. Um, it's got a Turok sort of um, skeleton there. So there's things that you can look at on the way. But man, but people do line up for four plus hours to get yeah, on that ride. You can have that. But it, but it is honestly, it's worth it. I'd say it's yeah. that ride, that four minute ride or four and a half minute, whatever, was better than the movie. It was just. Phenomenal. You know what, though? What I love about Born to Watch is we just keep adding value and we've learned something new today. We've learned about the rope drop. So wherever yes, you travel yes. over there, rope 6 a.m., rope there. drop, run as fast as you can. Well, no, there's people that say, don't run, you don't run, run, don't run, don't run. It's like a movie world here. It's like a Warner Brothers movie yeah, world. I ran. Everyone's running the Well, everyone pulled away from me. My kids were so far in front of me. I was like, i got to clap it on here. Well, you got to be careful. I started to strike. You don't want to get a long cork. Yeah. <laughs> I did have a very long cork that one yeah, time. You did. You did. All right. Yeah. Long cork. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> okay, uh, Damo, you got anything for the bad? I th- yes, yeah, Sam Sam Worthington was a little flat. I thought, like at the beginning, he's well, looking at his dead brother. Sam Worthington's Sam Worthington. Yeah, like he's not. Well, do you remember when his brother was in the box next yeah. to him? It's yeah. like dead. And he, but his face was kind of like, ah, oh, what are you done now? Yeah. Like it was, it was like he's dead. Like yeah. I just felt that he, I never actually really liked him. I didn't actually, I didn't 
I, I was going for a minute, him. but I just didn't. I just didn't warm to. Yeah, warm to him. Yeah, no. yeah I, I, I agree with that. I don't. I don't think his his performance was gro- was super in this. He was really. I liked really liked him in Rogue. I've liked him in other things, but yeah, he's he's not. Maybe like he's, he's young. I don't he's, know. He's not a great. He's not a great actor. There's no doubt. But um, I think in that just one of the bad. I think in that scene they they first go in because it's supposed to be his twin brother, and when they first show it, it is him, and then when they cut back to it, it's not him. It's a different actor. Oh, was in it? There. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so a little bit of continuity there, team. Yeah. Wow. What about you, Gal? Look, I yeah, we already talked about mine. I had the I had the cryo frozen. That was six years. Mm. Yeah. So I don't understand their six years. What are the people when they're flying up there or when they're frozen? How long? What are the other people doing? Oh, I think they're all frozen. I think it's everyone. 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 So someone frozen. someone has to wake up first. And yeah. They're all frozen. That, I, I would assume that I would assume that the the workers wake up a day or two before or a week before to get everything ready, and then the other guys wake up. But yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. My you wouldn't want to wake up early on the flight accidentally. That's so they, need to, they need to stagnate it because I'm going straight to take a shit. <laughs> that <laughs> is first stop and it's like get out of the way. You, it's DEFCON 1000. You would have needed some of Damo's toilet paper, the industrial. Well, I'm telling stuff. you, it's like stuff. you the other week, yeah. <laughs> the you big just, stuff. You couldn't hang around. You needed to get out. Yeah. That's how I would be. I would like, just move <laughs> out of the way. Right? No podcast is standing in the way of me and my get Dalton. <laughs> like um, when um, George was this. Was um, in the, the fire, fire. <laughs> in Seinfeld. <laughs> yes, yes. Get out of the way! Get out of the way! Yeah. 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 Okay, yeah, my my bad is it's long. Man, it's long. Uh, and it actually does feel long in some bits. The thing that, that, that pulls you back in is the world. But there's, you could, pro- I reckon you could easily cut 20 minutes out of it. The fact that there's another 30 minutes in an extended cut, and I've watched that a couple of times, it's, that's pretty long. <laughs> uh, and I've just got the story. The story's a little weak, but I can. Give and take that because the rest of it's pretty freaking amazing. Well, he kind of wanted that James Cameron because he's he said I'm a bit of a tree hugger, so he kind of wanted that storyline yeah. to be about the earth yeah. or, or you know the environment yeah. and saving Aewa. the environment. Aiwa, heard you, Jake. Aiwa, hear you, <laughs> Jake Sully. Aiwa, oh, jeez, you're giving me tingles. I know. I know. <laughs> Anyone got anything for ugly? No. Yep. Oh, oh okay. The the mineral. Unobtainium. Unobtainium. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think you could get a worse name. It's a bad name. But the price of it doesn't make sense. It's $20 million a kilogram. Yeah. What is it like? Is it is it uh, like the spice from June? Does it give you life? What metal costing yeah. 20? Because you think about the am- amount of metal used in their big um, earth moving equipment. The stuff mm. is gigantic. What is unobtainium used well, for? Yeah, it doesn't explain that. Because it, it, if it's twenty bucks, twenty million dollars a kilo, I, I don't understand how. Yeah, and if it is that, and why does Selfridge or Giovanni Ribisi have a piece on his desk? Yeah, that that's must twenty be worth, mil right there. Yeah, it must that's be worth a, a, a heap kilo? just sitting on his desk, and yeah. he just he just leaves it there and goes, "That'll be yeah. fine." Look, but the other the other ugly thing I kind of find is it's kind of taking a step back from the movie is, but it is very anti corporate and anti military. But it's just a little rich for Hollywood to sort of yeah. preach that <laughs> when, yeah. when they are they love violence and guns. It's yeah. it's it's what feeds their you know or their movies, and they are a pretty big corporation themselves. Yeah, absolutely. They take no prisoners. Yeah, yeah, they that's right. No it's like man, it's it's a ruthless yeah. corporation. Definitely. I actually now you say that I have this one little ugly. There was when when the when the ships start coming in when they when they're blowing up the tree. And they first come in, and the Navi all start firing arrows at them, and they're just flicking off the, they're just, they're just bouncing off, 
and so that's fine. Yeah, they, well, they're not doing any of those massive gunships. But then later, when they're coming in from above, yes, on their Ikrans, and they're shooting down the big arrows, and it goes straight, straight through, through the, the glass, glass. You're right. into the pilot. I was like, well, hang on, they yeah. couldn't they couldn't pierce this thing from below, but now they can. Yes, just going straight through. You're right. So. Yes, definitely. Anyway. I did notice that too. Yeah, yeah. Good pick up, girl. Yeah, you're bringing the heat. Oh, again, mate, I'm all it. over it. Okay, how good are you? All right. Well, I don't have any ugly. Gow's had his little snipe. <laughs> and uh, let's move into listen to this. Uh, we'll start with you, Gow. What do you got? You got anything here? I've got a couple of little things here. Usually do. Uh, well, uh, it's not a little one. This is this is the big one. I'm going to go straight out go, with the Matt Damon story. And I don't know if everyone knows this, but Matt Damon was offered to be in this movie. And he's come out and said that James Cameron offered him 10% of this movie. <laughs> wow. Right. <laughs> And he was of, at the of time... Of the gross takings. Of the gross takings. And said, mate, because he was a big star at that time. That's and he was like $300 million. Yeah. So he said he was in the midst of shooting Jason Bourne movies and he didn't want to stuff that up and you know put it, leave everyone in the lurch. So he said no. And then not realising that it was going to make $2.86 <laughs> dollars. So he's left, yeah, 280, 300 million on the floor. Yeah. And he's he said, right, I am though. the biggest idiot of all time. Yeah, wow. He's, he's done all right, though. Yeah. He's all right. Oh, look, he's done all right, but still. Yeah, yeah for sure. Absolutely. And that's that's the first movie. Now we've got four other ones coming oh, out. Oh, you know, it's it's they're all gonna they're all gonna do the same business, there's no doubt. Yeah. So that's a that's a pretty big miss. Yeah. That's a pretty big sliding door for Matt Damon. Big, big one. Big one. What else you got? You got anything else? Uh I got one. Yep, go. Okay. At the time of auditioning, Sam Worthington was living in his car. I was about to say that. That's that's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. He so, hadn't done much before that. Nah, he, well, yeah. he done a, he done well. He done Blue Hill. So what are we talking about? He done yeah, Blue. He done Water Rats. TV royalty. Yeah, in Australia. Yeah, forty. Every every fan out. It's forty five bucks a day. He would have been paid for that. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I, I I mentioned it before, but he wanted to release this in nineteen ninety nine, but the budget was going to be four hundred million. So hence it came out in two thousand and nine, yep. and it cost started making two thousand and six. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I got one here. The language we talked about earlier about the language they created. Yep. But the guy that did it was a linguist called Paul Frommer. And he they hired him to construct a language that the actors could pronounce but wouldn't sound anything like a normal language, which definitely didn't, but he created about a thousand words. It sounds a little like Sue. There's a bit there's a bit of Chumani Tutanka Owachi. Chumani Tutanka Owachi. Okay. It I I've got a, a, a nya totute. Lu ulte nya navi ke lu. What does that mean? It means you human to be and you navi not to be. But the language, yeah, is oh. something that I had down. It was based on the Maori language. Oh, was oh, it? Okay. Yeah, he's kind of, I was going to say, it was, yeah. it's got indigenous hints through so it. So yeah. it's based on the Maori language and there are people now that... It's still developing, this language. Please don't, wow. Please don't tell oh, me that people speak navi. You can learn navi. Yep, you can learn it. What's, so seriously, what's so, the world coming to? So like, um, and the, I, so you know the word scown, but it, remember scown means yep. moron. But it's scown. It's like because I, I write it down. It's pronounced. It's spelled S K X. Yes. S K X A W N G. But the the K X is a like a click sound. Scown. Like yeah, there's it's it's a really intricate language. Um. But that always made me think about other shows like um, well, Tolkien. He created five languages for the Lord of the Rings. Yep. There was the Elvish language and the Dwarven language. Um, the and Black Ring, Speech. The guys from Rings of Power have created a lot more. 
Because <laughs> they could do better than him. Yeah, there, there, he's better. But there, but I also then I started to think about well, what what did um, Greedo speak? Uta guta solo. Yeah. What did he speak? Was it a made up language? Greedish. No, it was oh, called Quechua, which was an ancient South American language, like that the Incas used. What did Jabba speak? Oh, that, that would have to be just jibber, wouldn't it? Yeah, I don't know. Hatties. Jibber, jibber Jabba. Yeah. I reckon so, it's jibber Jabba. Jibber Jabba. But that's the thing. So you've got like... <laughs> Your Jabra. Av- Avatar has created its own language with the Navi and, and Tolkien created their own language. But obviously sort of you can't go that. That's some full on work to do that. Well, same with Game of Thrones. Yeah, there's Dothraki. There's and, Dothraki. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, there's uh, yeah. Hatties. Hutties, oh, Jabba it? the Hutt, as it, I thought. It, but is it actually Hutties? Hutties, yeah. Hutties, yeah. Brett. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, but that's quite a um mission to yeah. do. So, as you said, like two years, well, no, ten years before he produced the movie, they'd already had created the language. Absolutely. And that Paul Fram, now Paul Frommer was the, he's the USC Marshall School of Business, a professor. He's a professor at USC Marshall. Professor School of, of Business. Yeah, he created it. Yeah. Hey, the cigarette that Sigourney Weaver smokes. Oh, computer yeah. generated, it's fake. Oh. She hates cigarettes. There was another movie where she smokes in it, but it's the same thing. She couldn't just use like an old a pack of fags. Well, like like uh, remember the, the lollies? Cigarette smoking cigarette man in uh, X Files. It just oh, smoked yeah. like uh, oregano. Because <laughs> yeah, I actually watched, I watched that and I thought it's a bit odd when she's smoking. I thought, well, she's smoking on this planet yeah. and she's supposed to be out there being the botanist. That's so good point. It was it was really I, I know I actually did take note of that. But that was just uh, I don't know I don't know. It was like the doctor in the Battlestar Galactica series who used to sit in his room and just chain smoke. It was kind of just yeah. I don't know. Just a little quirky thing yeah, about it. For sure. Um, I've got one quick one at the end there. That There are no opening credits in the movie. Mm, so the first time you it. see Avatar, apart from the 20th Century Fox title card, the only time you see Avatar is right at the end. Bang, it comes right, up yeah. right yeah. as the movie ends, yeah. which is very different to what most movies do. Well, it's usually not allowed. Well, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's their that's self-promotion. Changed. Yeah. That's changed since. You usually yeah. have to put the credits before the, the movie starts. One of the regulations. George Lucas bucked that trend. Okay, what about Jake's atrophied legs? Were prosthetic casts from legs of real paraplegic? They looked really skinny. Mm. Yeah, Isabel said to me in the movie, "Goes, oh, his legs I are really skinny." I had to try and tell her in the middle of the movie what a paraplegic was and that legs don't move, so they they wilt, waste away, they waste yeah, away. Just yeah. bone it, on it did. When I, I remember looking at watching yeah, it, whoa, it's full that on looks yeah. It's full on. yeah, But they yeah. put his legs behind the chair and then CGI'd that in. Yeah, yes, but look, it was based they on, look bloody on someone's good. legs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely. Uh, anyone got anything else? No. Okay. I was just going to ask a question though. Like, what would you know the movie District Nine? I do. One of the greatest movies. What if the Navi looked like those things, like the prawns? Yeah. The prawn. Yeah. Would you think we would because Van give Demeter. a shit then if their no. home tree got blew up? No. It's because they've created these humanoid humanoids with the big Disney eyes, yeah. with big full lips. They got like a no one cared cat about the nose prawns. and some pointy ears. Yeah, that's why. I mean, if the aliens looked. Yeah, like, like the, what if they look like the earthworm from Tremors? Exactly, that's what I no mean. One would care. You wouldn't give a stuff then no. if they got blown up. No, it's it. You know. Well, just just while we, it's funny that as we're going to head into quotes here. So there's a really good quote that Jake Sully says, and it's this is how it's done: when people are sitting on the shit you want, you make them the enemy, and then you're justified in taking it. Yeah, that's so that's good, yeah. yeah. I thought that was a really good quote, a really yeah, poignant. It is because you and you saying that is. Would we care if they look like the prawns from District <laughs> Nine and Vitas yeah. van der Merbe? Uh, and 
No, yeah. we wouldn't. Yeah. But no, Terry, I want to get my freak on. <laughs> yeah. I'm up. Big tall blue. Yeah, I'm in. Blue chick. I want a tall bird. I'd love a tall bird. I don't know about 10 feet ten tall. 10 footer, yeah. But, you know, I'd give it a crack. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What do you reckon, yeah. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> they're they're you, all, you go very, they're all they're pretty much the same. There's no fat, fat Navi. No, there's, there's no, there's there's no, no little short, snappy, porky ones. No, there's no Boss Nass. <laughs> or there's no Porkins. No. No. <laughs> like, I, I wouldn't have made it. Maybe they just kill the fat. Maybe that's what they eat. They just go back to the land. Wait, well, you run around, you just run around that forest at the start. There's animals everywhere. Like they're, they're running and jumping all the whole time. Mate, there's an abundance. They're parkouring. Yeah. 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 They're parkouring the whole the way. The fat ones just get eaten. They, they just put them at the back of the troop. <laughs> eat chubby. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be fucked. I'd last five minutes on Pandora. <laughs> It'd want to be. I'd want to have a good. I'd want to have a good avatar. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyone got anything for quotes? I what? I liked uh, Giovanni Ribisi. Of course, just you when yeah, you, you throw a stick in the air around here, it falls on some sacred fern. Like when they say, "Oh, you yeah. can't touch this. You can't." He's just like getting their shits. Like, oh my well, it's god, like the, it's like the frogs. It is. You can't. You, know, you can't cut this bush because there's, right. there's a tree frog. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And the, just when he when he when they he showed that um, uh, picture of that X-ray of all the unobtainium yeah, underneath the home trees. Like, oh, look at all that cheddar. You know what it looked like? You know it looked like it like the uh, cheddar. aliens. Aliens when they're oh, underneath. Yeah. Right. All the, all the, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All the uh, people are underneath the uh, reactor. What's this, a goddamn yeah. town meeting? Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, um, yeah. So, but just, yeah, when he just said that, just look at all that cheddar. Yeah. But, but he's, the, he's the epitome of greed in the movie, right? He he's was fun. great. It's yeah. all about, it's, it's all about the money. It's just the money. He Let's also get sort of changed a little bit, like he gave him a little bit of time to negotiate. He wasn't as... An hour. Yeah, he wasn't as no, hardcore as, as Quaritch. No. Yeah. But, but Quaritch was just... Uh, a marine or a, you know an army guy. He just wanted to blow he stuff was, up. He was a he was a maniac. Yeah, just he, a maniac. Yeah, he was he was he was a monomaniac. Yeah. Just one thing, whatever gets him away, doesn't matter. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah he was full on. Um, I've got I've got a couple. This one is quite funny, and I thought it just it personifies the human race. So Natiri says to Jake, "I'm with you now, Jake. We are mated for life." And then Jake says to himself. What the hell are you doing, Jake? <laughs> I'm like, just controlled by his dick. He did, didn't he? Just controlled by his dick. It does not change. He did not realise that... Ten foot tall and blue. Shit, ten I've foot never... tall and blue. Doesn't mm. matter. I'll take it where I can get it. Yep. Yeah. At whatever the whatever the problem <laughs> it, it causes, I don't care. I'll deal with that later. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was into it. Yeah. He, he did. Yeah. My one was... I had one that was uh, when Jake's talking to Moat. At the start, she's like, "He's like, my cup is empty. Trust me. Just ask Doctor Augustine. I'm no scientist. Then what are you? I was a marine, a warrior, of the uh, Jarhead clan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was good. The other one that I, I think is uh, is quite good. It's, it actually works right into Jake Sully's uh, acting skills. Is when Natiri says when they go when they climb up and he, she's explaining to him what's going on. Now you choose your ikran. Uh, this you must feel inside. If he also chooses you, move quick like I showed. You will have one chance, Jake. And he's like, how will I know if he chooses me? And Natiri says, he will try to kill you. And he goes, outstanding. <laughs> yeah, that's the other one I had. <laughs> outstanding. Outstanding. But yeah, and you know how the Ikran chooses you by it will try to kill you? Yes. And this is, and I've been reading too, that so when Taruk tried to kill... Mm, Taruk Makto. Yeah, so Taruk tried to kill Jake. He chose him then. Right. 
because he came for Jake, not yeah. for Natiri. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Yeah. So um, it was. It's like that was uh, f- forecasting what was going to happen. It's quite amazing that the chosen one for the Navi is a engineer, a ringing, an engineered human being, yeah, an absolute ringing. Yeah. yeah, a Mary Sue kind yeah. of thing. I yeah, suppose. Absolutely. And it's, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, anyone got anything else for quotes? No, that's no. it. Oh, I tell you what, we've hit the time of the show that no one likes, and it could be even worse today. Film school for F-wits. We are flying without a net tonight because our man on the land is not going to be able to do it. So I'm going to take the charge, and we're going to do 3D movies, three great 3D movies and three absolutely terrible 3D movies. And look, surprisingly, I was doing a bit of research on this, and I'm not going to be like Morgs and write a whole script, and this isn't going to go for nine minutes, but 3D was actually developed in the 1800s, right? So it's been around for a long time in many different iterations, but it really wasn't until the 1950s where it really had a boom. And that was through those schlocky horror movies like House of Wax and The Creature from the Black Lagoon. So funnily, my dad used to tell me quite often that The Creature from the Black Lagoon was the scariest movie he had ever seen as a kid. He hid behind the seat when, when it came out. So it was one of the pioneers of 3D film. And I don't know if you guys remember in the 80s when you'd, used to have 3D nights at home and then you'd have to get your blue and red sun, uh, the cardboard glasses, right? And yeah, you got them from Pizza Hut. Yeah, from Pizza Hut, that's right. Yeah. I do remember yeah. that, yeah. yeah. They, had the, yeah. they had the specials on and Absolutely. You, had, you had to watch them. Absolutely. The so The plastic, or the, the cardboard ones. Yes. The plastic. Yeah, definitely. And I remember when we had the video shop and when 3D started to come out, you used to have to have them behind the counter. That's right. And people could take 3D glasses with them. So, it, but it wasn't really until the 80s when it really started to take off and the movies were terrible. Right, and so we're going to start with the three bad ones. And do you guys got any idea of 3D movies that you've seen that you might think about? I think the last 3D movie I saw was Jaws 3. Okay, so that's my first one, Jaws 3D. Shocking, right? Really, really bad. Set in SeaWorld in Florida. They've captured the shark. That's right. It's it's so just abysmal. The 3D in it is shocking. Like, if you watch it now, it's actually worth going back and revisiting it I actually watched it not that long ago with Isabel because she's watched the first two Jaws. God. She wanted to watch Jaws 3 and I was like, oh, darling, you don't really need to watch this. But I figure if I watch Jaws 3 with her, then we might not have to watch Jaws the Revenge, which is shocking. Jaws 3D is so bad. It's it's that whole thing with the shark coming through the glass and yep. it's so done so slow and it's just awful. So that's my number one for, for bad 3D movies. But... Around the same time, it was 86, Friday, uh, no, it was a bit earlier than 83, Friday the 13th Part 3 in 3D, right? Again, Mark, um, Mark Myers, Jason. Jason Voorhees, cut sick, 3D style, shoots a guy through the eye with a harpoon, he's in the water and, and shoots him through the uh, eye with like a spear gun, uh, puts, a, puts a, a, a fucking rake through someone's skull, all in 3D. There's, there's a girl who's pointing and the finger's apparently in your face and because now no one does that anymore there's no 3d anymore when you watch it and i actually went and revisited all the friday the 13th about a year ago yeah and when i got to in 3d i was like oh my god this is so bad like they're sticking a just for it's just 3d sake yeah it's just all 3d sake and when we talk about 3d sake i talk about a modern one which is the remake of piranha in 3d mm. Now, there's a famous scene in Piranha 3D where the piranhas attack and there's a floating penis in the water Jesus. which comes out of you into your face, <laughs> which, you know, it's not my <laughs> cup of tea having a, a, a cockle balls coming at me in the face. That was in the, in the late 90s. I would have been all over that. But now there would be none of that, thank you. 
So those three are shocking. How they've just missed the mark completely. And what actually happened is when, because of Avatar, 3D really kicked off. But what was happening a lot of time was that it was 2D movies that were being converted to 3D. So they weren't actually filmed in right. 3D. Avatar was actually filmed in 3D, yeah. right? And there were a few movies like that. So Gravity. I saw Gravity in the cinemas in 2013 in 3D. One of the greatest cinemas experiences ever. It's the same thing with Avatar. You're immersed, you're in space. It felt like the stars were all around you. When the when the ship explodes, it was quite amazing. There was stuff flying at you when she's trying to grab the, the, the rope. It's it's really well done. 3D done well there. Obviously Avatar. Probably the it's probably the best De- Avatar oh, without a doubt. Definitely. But another one that was also in two thousand and nine that I saw in three D, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Oh, so God. animated film went berserk. With 3D. So there was How to Train Your Dragon, there was Up, all these movies that were coming out in about a three or four year bracket were all 3D. And it was much easier to convert them when they're animated rather than with, you know. Yeah, yeah there, was a whole, there was a whole heap of them, wasn't there? Bang, 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 they all did it. every movie, yeah. that, like Toy Story 3's in 3D, yep. they were all in 3D. And Cloudy with a Chance of Meatball was really cool because there was a lot of food flying around, a lot of stuff falling from the sky, so it actually felt like you were, you were right in it. So look, this is the shortest film school for F-wits of all time. Mm, and this is how best it, by far. And this is how it should be, Dan. We don't need to try and pretend that we're something we're not. <laughs> if you want to revisit those 3D movies from the 80s, be my guest. Check out Jaws 3D. It's worth, it's worth a look just to see how bad it is. But if you want something good, get to the cinemas and see Avatar in 3D. It's yep. really worth it. It's, it's done well. There's not many 3Ds at all, uh, movies at all anymore. And I think that The Way of Water will be 3D again and get your asses to the cinema to see it. Yeah. Because there's something special about a good 3D movie. Well that's the but that's been the problem there. There's they're few and far between that's a good thing. one. But people get people get, I guess, dismayed by I, it. I got over in the yeah. end it was like I'm not going to go see a three D anymore. Exactly. Because it was an extra buck or something. And it was like yeah. stuff that well, you gotta buy that you gotta buy the body glasses. But 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 hundred percent Avatar is Three D just made it's so much better. Yeah, no, it's quality, really well done. So anyway, that's film school for F wits for this week. What about Shark Boy and Lava Girl? Oh yeah, <laughs> that's four D. Kids, oh, that's four D. Yeah, that was four D. What it used to happen is someone farted in the case, <laughs> so you actually got the stench <laughs> of how bad the movie was oh, when you opened it up. Well, that's what happened to Colliery Video Shop anyway. Not so much at Avalon. <laughs> All right, it's time for. The Stan Bush kick-ass credit song. Yeah, can't wait. Let's a, go. Bring it. Yeah, and I am on the podium tonight. What genre do we have tonight? Stan oh, it's, Bush. it's rock. Stan it's, just, Bush. it's just rock. It's just standard rock. It's just standard rock. I've, I've, I've moved away from the power ballad, but that will be back. Is, this, is this to the tune of anything? No, or it's, an original, is, it's an original. It's an original. Um, <laughs> pumped. I'm pumped. Let's go. So this is called Blue and Satisfied. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. Okay. Here we go. Jake Sully is my name from the Jarhead clan. Accept me as your equal is my master plan. I'm working for the baddies, but I'm turning good. Blue Poontang got me hooked like I knew it would. I ride the Ikran and I shoot a bow. I'll tell the colonel what he needs to know. They blow up home tree, a lot have died. Now I'm tied up and ostracized. Excuse me, that's my tail. When I'm human, I'm pretty frail. Put me in a 
box and bend my mind. Soon I'll be blue and satisfied. I've got an open Pandora's box. The Navi don't wear any socks. I'm 10 foot tall with a tail to match. I'm gonna mate with the princess and make my own batch. That's right, I'm blue and satisfied. Woo! That was wow, my that, God. That is your best. Oh, your make best. your batch. Oh, make you know, my own batch. That is brilliant. And you're going to see them in Way of the Water. They don't, wear, they well, don't wear socks? They won't be wearing socks no, no, in the Way of Water. Socks. Well, I, I, I really, I really <laughs> wanted to get open Pandora's box yeah, in, and yeah. the only thing I'd get to rhyme was socks. Well, rocks maybe or something. But no. well, if, if, if is, it, is, it true, is it a true fact? It's 100% correct. They don't wear any they socks. They don't wear socks. They don't. It's, right. it's a fair call. Yeah. I'll stick to the facts. Yeah. Well done. That, that was a, a very that was good a live version song. Yeah. yeah, there we go. So um, uh, that that uh, that was I've, I took the morgues train of thought there and, and took as one least and one a, took at least amount of time as I could. So it was just one verse, yeah. one chorus. Uh, yeah, I, I, kind well, of just dumped it out as just, quick as you yeah, could. Yeah, just really just yeah. <laughs> Tell the story. I did the Friday night. I did the Friday night on it. Just dumped it out as quick as I could. <laughs> um, okay, let's come down off that high uh, and let's talk about the star of the show. I'll start with you, guest, old Damo. Uh, star of the show was Pandora. Okay, yeah, good the one. Flora, fauna. Yep. The people. Yeah. And RV. The, the, just that planet. Yep, absolutely. What about you, Gal? Yeah, I'll go with that. Same with the planet, but just the overall, the... The CGI, the whole thing, it, yeah. it, it is amazing. Yeah. It is amazing. I suppose we too got to be a little bit technical. It's not really a planet; it's a moon, isn't it's it? It's a moon. Yeah, yeah. A moon but yeah. Pandora. So yeah, Pandora. Yeah. Uh, I'm going James Cameron. So essentially, oh, yeah. I could yeah. probably sling in with you, but I think he deserves yep. some yep. some credo for there. Uh, okay. Final thoughts. Avatar. It was the movie that started a revolution, a 3D revolution. And I tell you what, after going and seeing it again at the movies. Do yourself a favour and get there and see it. took 20 years to make this movie and you can see in the end product exactly why it took so long. The fact that he had to wait for technology to catch up with him, that's something special. Cameron directed, wrote and produced. He also co-edited this movie. We talked last week about Stanley Kubrick or the week before about him directing and producing. This guy did everything. Right, so... This is a this is a marvel of modern filmmaking. There's no doubt. Do yourself a favor. It'll be out for another few weeks. Go and see it. Take your kids. They'll love it. And what are we rating this? What what are we using? Well, we're going to throw it over to the guest. Let Damo uh, let us know how pronunciation we're rate expert. Yeah, because this is he's a he's a black belt in Navi. Yep. He, he is he's related to F- Dr. Robert Frommer, I believe. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, it's scounds, scounds. Okay. S- well, as Jake okay. Sully says, scounds. Scound. But it's scounds. Okay. All right, so the click. we'll start with the guest. How many sc- scounds are you rating Avatar? There's two sort of versions of this movie. There's the cinema version with the 3D or the IMAX, and then there's the 2D version. Both of them, I, I enjoyed one immensely more than the other one. Yes. It does take a lot from other movies. Just like, I mean, I'm not saying it's like Jumanji and Zathura, but it's a very dancers wolvesy sort of Definitely. thing for me. But... If I combined like the the visual experience version and then the two D version, I'd so, somewhere in between. I'd, I'd give it a four. Actually, I, I did. I love the movie. I think it's a great movie. I'll give it a four. Okay, well played, uh, Gail. What about you? I think it's a great movie from that perspective. I think as we look, we talked about the storyline is the storyline. I'm giving it three point two five. Okay, I like that. 
I'm doing something new tonight. Oh, you're using the laptop. Yeah, I'm using the laptop. I'm it's going to be better, oh, than, it's gonna be better than the phone calculator. Trust me. Trust me. It, I'll still fuck it up. It wasn't. So you're just saying it wasn't your phone that was doing that? No, it's me. I, I, I'm, it's, look, anyone that has listened to us for this will be the 20th episode, no, this is where I don't shine, right? Which is not like yeah. the rest of the podcast. Look, I agree with Damo to a point. I think the cinema experience is next level. It does lose something watching it in the lounge room. I'm going to give this one a 3.75 for me. And then what I'm going to do here is I'm going to go over here. What did you give it, Damo? Four. And I'm going to go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, come on. That'd be a no, total no. Of you've got, you've got to be able to get this. No. Six. 3.67 is what it is. Okay. You don't agree? Hang on. You, have you got the formula in that? Is what? it 3.25 and 3.75? Yep. Yeah. And four. So there's a 3.5 average. Yep. Right. And then you've got a four. Yeah. That would make it a 3.75 average. No, it would make it 3.67. 3.67? Yep. Yeah. But have you got the formula set up in there, though? If you yeah. click on that, or did you have to click something? It doesn't just automatically come up? Well, it could have. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, you've got, got the average. Oh, yeah, no, you've done it. I've yep. done it. It's all yep. good. 3.67. Excel. Yeah, doesn't trust me. Excel specialist. So how do you how do you spell? S-K-X. S-K-X. A. Let me just double check. This is good podcasting. <laughs> A-W. A-W. N-G-S. Scounds. All right. Scounds. Okay, so, so Gao, where does that put Avatar in the pantheon of Born to Watch movies? It puts Avatar at number 11, right below Commando, at 3.94 elaborate European flat tops, and just above Major League at 3.58 pissed on contracts. So 11 spot out of our... Right in the middle. Right in the middle out of our, what, 19 or 20? 20. 20. So it's the dividing range. Yeah. Where's our 20th? Oh, no, that we did two Mavericks. Oh, Mavericks. So oh, Mavericks. Maverick, one. Oh, gotcha. Maverick, Maverick was episode right. one and 16. So there's two yeah. Mavericks. So there's 20. You'll see. We didn't separate. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So 11th. Pretty good. I think it's in the right spot, to be honest. 3.67. Yeah, that's it's about right. Yeah. So that that's almost, you know, that's seven and a half almost, which is not far off what IMDb says. And yep. just a little below. The myth that is the Rotten Tomatoes rating. Mm-hmm. So well done. I'm sure Morgs would have killed that rating anyway. What so do you reckon Morgs would have given it to? He wouldn't have watched it. He would have seen it though. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, he wasn't actually no, that keen to do the podcast on it. So no, I think he probably did. I think he probably has seen it, but he's seen it once. Yeah, he's done a demo. <laughs> How many times you seen this movie? Probably four. This is a big five? one. Big one for you. Yeah. Well. Maybe four. Okay. Yeah. How about you? Uh, I, I reckon fifteen times. Gal, twice. Twice. Yeah. Well, there we go. There we go. But well, I think I watched it once about five years ago, and then I watched it last night. But I would be keen to see it in three D again. Yeah, it's because it, it was so good three yeah. D. It's definitely worth seeing. It's in 3D. just like yeah. a brilliant movie. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So what are we watching, Gal? I haven't been watching anything this week. I'm still watching Better Call Saul, but yep. I haven't really put much time into TV this week, so yep. haven't had much on. Yep. Planning okay. planning sinking, to change that this week. Sinking too much piss. <laughs> Damo, Maybe. what about you? I continue to watch Rings of Power. Oh, and I have stopped. It's honestly, I I only watch it now just to see how bad it is, and it keeps exceeding my expectations. It is dreadful. The writing is just so bad. 
the fight choreography is just like a bunch of kids with pool noodles having a sword fight. So w- what is Rings of Power? Lord of the Rings. It's the Lord of oh, the Rings. Oh, it's Lord of the Rings. Oh, no, you've well, talked about that you before, know, yes. But it's the Lord it, of the Rings prequel. It, it, but right. it shouldn't even be Lord of the Rings because there's nothing related to Lord of the Rings, like, lore. It's kind of just made up fan fiction stuff. It's just so bad. It's but like when they did those Star Wars ones when they were just... Oh, this is terrible. Ran- random, just connected to it by the name. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And, yeah, just changing characters just and making them just a terrible. Okay, so I have been watching Dharma on Netflix. Jeffrey oh, Dharma. The yeah. monster. Who is Jeffrey Dharma? The serial killer. Is that who he, is that who he was? Yeah. Is, he, is he in a song? Uh, I don't I don't think so. No, I just... Yeah. So Jeffrey Dharma was a serial killer in the 90s. Uh, he was... I think he was arrested in 91. And he killed... 15 people oh, and, ate, and ate them. What? Yeah. He was a cannibal. He used to kill... Um, he was the Milwaukee cannibal. Yeah, he Milwaukee, right. So or the Milwaukee kill, monster. Yeah, he used to kill... Um, yeah. He was gay. He used to kill uh, gay, predominantly black men. And he used to eat them. And it is... Can't turn away crippling TV. It is so... Is it graphic? No, no, it's not graphic. Oh, right. But just the the mood, the tone... You know what's going on. It is incredible, but Jesus, dark. It is so dark. I think some of the content, though, that they're talking about would be pretty bad. You know, yeah, they're, they're, not so much as graphic, you, but but t- just they, the content they, that's they, about. Yeah, they they don't show him really kill anyone, but they sort of show the implements he uses, and they sh- yeah, it's it's so well done because it could go down a a road of becoming too graphic. Unwatchable. Yeah. This is yeah. just the mood of the show is intense. So I'm seven oh. episodes or eight. I mean, on a, I'm on a episode eight of ten. He's now it's the court case now. So yeah, I think, it's I think it'd be I'd, I'd find it probably a bit too disturbing. So may yeah, not. yeah, it's probably not for you, um, knowing your taste, <laughs> which is not human liver, uh, but. Yeah, it's full on. It's so creepy. It, he's so... It's actually the Evan Peters who was in... Um, he was Quicksilver in the X-Men movies. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he was in WandaVision. As, I didn't uh, watch that. Yeah, and he's amazing. He's, God, he's doing a good job, which is quite disturbing. So anyway, we've had a lot of fun tonight. Thank you, Damo, for joining us in the panic room for your second guest appearance. Thanks for the call-up. You've outdone yourself, as as we expected. Mm-hmm. You put the work in. We like it when. Uh, well, I watch the, the movie. In. Yeah, there heck, yeah. <laughs> put the work in. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard work in. Yeah. Sit down and watch a movie. Uh, yeah. yeah. Now, yeah. thanks for coming in, Demo. It's been great. Yep. Thanks yeah. for having me. I enjoyed hearing about some of your travels. Uh, yeah. That was. Oh yeah. That we, may we could go on. It may yeah, end up could. on. The, it may end up on the cutting room floor. <laughs> so you have to be determined. Uh, <laughs> next week we'll have Morgs back, and we'll be Boom. looking forward. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll be looking forward to seeing uh, what travels, uh, travel stories he has for us, and if he's. If he's lined up, one, uh, a buyer for his script or scripts, and uh, two, whether he got the role in the Elvis musical, which is coming up. I mean, we'll all be very interested to see how the trip has gone. I want to hear what's happened with the Academy. Yeah, well, yeah, he's got that. Really, he, yeah. he does have that uh, application. Do you have to be nominated? or do, what, he's got, how It's how an application process. An application you apply, process. He, so he's filled it out? Yeah, he filled, it's on the back of a napkin he, oh. he, from the local pub, the, the Apollonian. Yep. And he's just filled it out on the back of a, of a paper menu and yeah. just sent it into the academy. Wow. Um, apparently that's an upgrade from some of the other uh, you know, applications that they've gotten. <laughs> but uh, 
So next week, we've got a big one. 84. I saw this movie seven times in the cinemas. Yep. I used to go to my mum's work at the back of Brookvale there, get $4.50, go and buy a ticket at Hoyt's Twin. That was how I lived my life. That's when I have no Solo mates. movies. Yeah, I was a big solo movier. That's 84. I was nine. <laughs> I learned early. Got on the bus. I looked 20. I could have gone to see an R-rated movie, but I, I, I decided I'd go and see Ghostbusters seven times, and it was well worth it. I just gave the movie away. Yeah, it's going to be a big week next yeah. week. Looking so, forward to doing Ghostbusters. So Ghostbusters is it. Bill Murray, Harold Ramis, Dan Aykroyd. Who are you going to call? The other one. What was the other one? Ernie Hudson. Ernie Hudson. Ernie yeah. Hudson. Yeah. Sigourney Weaver. Annie Potts. Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis. I could go on, but I won't because that's the major cast. Who's who? Um, who, who yes, Ivan he has Wright, no dick. Ivan, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, that's um, oh, that's the guy from Die Hard. Yes, um, Walter Peck is his name. Oh yeah, from yeah, the, from yeah. The, uh, the, from the EPA, the EPA. He's the uh, he's reporter. Yeah, he's the reporter. Yeah. Yep. So anyway, next week we are taking on Ghostbusters. It's going to be fun. I think uh, it's not quite a three-hour movie. And uh, we should have a lot of fun with it. So thanks so much for joining us on this episode of Born to Watch. Follow us on all good podcast platforms and please share with your friends. That's the way the podcast grows and we can keep giving you some of this stuff that you love so much. We shall see you next week on the line. So from then, it's bye for me. Damo? Yep. See you later. See you later from Damo, Gow and team. It's good night. Thank you for listening to this episode of Born to Watch. To join us on our journey into some of our favourite movies of all time, you can find us on all good podcast networks like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you like what you hear, give us a five-star review and share with your friends.